Hallelujah. We're going to talk about offenses. Hey, somebody got to preach it. I've been putting it off. Amen. I'm going to preach today. I've been trying to not, but when the Lord don't give you nothing else, you got to go with what he gave you. Amen. So we're going to talk about petty offenses. So uh, are we ready? We're ready, right? (laughs) Am I ready? Well, offenses come. And they're misunderstandings, sometimes assumptions, and they can't be avoided. The thing about offenses that we need to understand is people are just going to be offended. Amen? Now, the Bible says that it's impossible to avoid. You can't avoid offenses. Amen? We can be offended by Christians. Christians are more offended than anybody else. Because, see, the world don't care what you say to them. They're going to do what they're going to do, as long as they ain't hurting nobody else. But we, as a body, we're a body, you know, and we need one another. I know some people don't understand that, but we need one another. Amen. See, if your thumb gets cut, cut off, your hand don't really operate as well. And so you have to look at it like that. Offenses will come. But it's what you do with offenses. Amen? It's what you do with offenses. We have certain expectations of people, especially Christians, and when they don't meet that expectations, we get offended. Y'all understand what an offense is? Let me tell you what an offense is. An offense is a violation. Amen? I've been violated. It's a crime, and it belongs in a court of law. But we get offended every day. Amen. And we don't understand that it ain't that serious. But when we get offended, we want to take somebody to court. Well, we don't really want to take them to court. We want to, what is that, uh, put them in jail and sentence them. Amen. To the highest degree. But offense is also a wrongdoing. It's a transgression. It's a, uh, what is that word? Uh, I can't read my own right. Infringement. It's an infringement. It's a misdeed, a violation, a breaking of a rule, an unlawful act. That's what really a, a, an offense is. But we get offended at one another, and sometimes there's not one. I'm not talking about when people get in arguments. That's an argument. I'm talking about when people get offended and nobody has done nothing to you. Nobody has said a word. Amen. But you get offended. Now, this is why. Because offenses happen in your heart. See, when there is something not right in your heart, you get offended. Because that thing is just looking for something to clutch to. And, and, and it's like this. It's looking for a leg to stand on. It needs some support. So that thing shouldn't be there. But it's there, especially in Christians, because they're just looking to get offended because they, things are not right. They, we don't know how to govern ourselves. Amen? Because, see, an offense is like this. Somebody can get a new car, and you get offended. And you get mad at them. They didn't do nothing to you. They just went and got a, a note 
for whatever reason because they needed a car. But we can get offended. You see how offenses come? And, and we don't under, and we get mad and we act funny towards that person when they don't even understand, they ain't even paying attention to you. They don't even know you're offended. But we get offended by others' actions because they violate some kind of rule on the inside of us. Am I making sense today? Amen. And let me tell you why we need to preach like this. Because we need to have victory. Amen. We need victory in our lives. And we can't have victory unless you understand what's going on on the inside of you. We need to take responsibility for how we feel and how we think. Amen. Now, the Bible is not saying it's totally wrong to be offended. But when offenses come, we need to know what to do with it. You don't just, because if you don't know what to do with an offense, it festers. And then it becomes bitterness, unforgiveness, and you're holding that person in jail for something they don't even know nothing about. This is, I'm, I'm preaching truth and I'm preaching on time. And y'all know I am. Hallelujah. So I'm going to preach. Amen. Hallelujah. We have certain expectations of people, and when they don't meet that expectation, we get mad at them. You can get mad at the situation, but you can't get mad at people because they're doing something that don't even involve you. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if, some, if it's something that God has told you, you know, something that's bad and you know what I'm saying, somebody's not living right openly, you pray for an open door if God is telling you to do that. But let me tell you what most people do. They bypass the pastor and they take it upon themselves. Y'all following me? I ain't talking about nobody in here. I'm just preaching because this is life. Amen. And so we get offended and then we put people in jail and sentence them to death guilty because there's something that didn't meet our expectation and we get mad. Amen. Well, I know it's quiet in this Presbyterian church, but I know it's true. Amen. So just stay with me. Everybody is guilty. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But God, thank God he's made a way out of this. Amen. Be respons- responsibility. That's the answer, responsibility. You have to know when this is coming from you and know when it's coming. Now, don't get me wrong. People do a whole lot of things to piss you off. But we're not talking about that because the order to take care of that is go to the elders of the church. If you have ought against somebody, you confront them. And if you, don't, if you think it's going to be a hostile situation, you go to the elders. This is Bible. I'm talking Bible. And you, you uh, have the pastor talk to both of you. And everybody gets to say, that's the way you handle things. Amen. Christian way. But I'm talking about offenses that's on the inside of us, and we don't even, we're not even aware that they're there. Amen. Sometimes people don't treat you the way you want to be treated. I've been through that. And, I, and you get mad. Now, sometimes offenses can be justified or unjustified, but they're still wrong. Y'all following me? 
but it can be just that's justified i will call that justified if somebody did something against me when you call that just it's justified but it's still an offense and you still got to put it away the way you would any offense you got to get rid of that thing let me tell you why because offenses harbor in your heart and before you know it you're gonna build a case you ready to take somebody to court amen to the highest court and then there's a big mess because of something that came together in your heart and in your mind are y'all following me see offenses it's all the way you think offenses come because of how we think amen it's the way it is amen and it's an easy way out of your anger amen rather than deal with what's wrong with us we we harbor on the minor things so everybody is guilty until proven innocent that's how offenses are see in a court of law you innocent until proven guilty but in the, in your own court of your mind everybody's guilty until proven innocent the person that you have an offense against got to come up to you kiss up to you oh what's wrong what's wrong with you you look like you mad see and then that makes the offense oh i feel so much better when all of the all the time it's something wrong with you on the inside of your heart are y'all here today this is how offenses get and then it blows up and then everybody's got bad attitudes this causes bad offenses cause bad attitudes are y'all here amen and then if if people don't come up oh girl what's wrong you look so sad today who 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 died you know and then if you don't get that then you're mad at everybody because you don't get the respect we look at that as respect we don't get the respect we feel like we ought to have because of what we're going through in our minds y'all see how crazy this is see when you do the works of him that sent you while it is yet day you got to keep yourself in check and let me tell you why because the devil is out to get you and if you keep getting offenses over and over devil you you've opened a door shut the door amen well that didn't go over well but i'm gonna keep preaching because i know it's truth you got to close that door when the devil keeps kicking you time you get ahead a little bit you've opened a door amen it may not be all of all offenses but this is how it starts other offenses offenses are justifiable or unjustifiable it's like this i didn't deserve that or i was abused as a child or it's not fair or i'm just misunderstood these are examples of what we will say when we're holding offenses against people she didn't have to come at me like that y'all see what i'm saying you know the best thing to do when people and i'm not saying people don't get out people get out of pocket every day even christians in fact i'm finding out i i was just as shocked as anybody i was surprised at how christians treat one another i thought we all loved one another got along i'm just telling you how i thought and it was a very rude awakening and it didn't make me feel good but see this is the thing the devil is on your case to quit that's why offenses happen it's to make you stop make you quit and see and it's to make you change your assignment but your assignment is only in one place 
It's like you can only prosper in your jurisdiction. I wish people would understand that. Amen. You can only prosper, in other words, in your neck of the woods. Amen. Now, the devil will prosper you for a season to keep you because he see a little bit too much righteousness in you. So he's going to hold on to you and prosper you until he got the whole you, and it's coming. Y'all following me? It will happen. Well, it ain't going to happen because I'm still, this is what we hear. I'm still reading my Bible, ain't that? And that stops eventually. And so you have to be so careful. This, this is a season of the believer. And God wants to give you everything you have labored and prayed over. But you've got to keep yourself in check. Amen? Because, see, too much is given, much is required. He don't release things. Unless you're ready to receive them. Amen. And so part of being ready is knowing how to govern yourself. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And so these things may be true, but these things don't give us the right to hold on. See, when we get offended, we hold on to it like it's real. That was manufactured in your mind. Are y'all here today? Amen. See, sometimes offenses only takes one person. Now, now I understand that sometimes people can get off wrong and give you a chopped up answer, whack you, and I'm not talking about that. And then, too, when that happens, you forgive. And if it's, it's bad enough where if it hurts your feelings, you go to that person to try to reason. If you don't think you can, go to the elders of the church. I remember one time my my mother was a mother at a church, and the pastor's wife had strong words with another woman, and they were bickering. And the pastor did something I will never forget it. I, I, I see God had me there to learn. And he went to the mothers of the church, which one of the mothers was my mother. It was like three or four of them, but he could trust her. And he saw how she she raised her daughters. And he saw something in that that he liked. And he went to her and told on his own wife. And he said, Mother Mason, will you take care of this as best you can? She says, yeah, when my mother got done with them women, they were laughing, talking. They hashed it out. And she got on both of them and said some things that opened some eyes. And that's been... 30 years ago, and that those women to this day, to my knowledge, one lady is deceased now, but they, ne- they were like this. She's only been deceased maybe about three or four years, but they were, and they were bro- both nurses, and they had a lot in common, and it was some issue. My mother never told me, and I never asked, because it wasn't none of my business. All I know is they hashed it out. They got to the bottom of it. It was over for years, because life is short. And it's not worth it. Amen. So anyway, all I'm saying is that was Bible. That pastor did Bible. He did what the Bible says to do. Most people don't want that. They want to be mad, let it fester. And see, this is the thing. Offenses start as a small thing or a misunderstanding or an assumption. But it festers and it gets into your heart and it becomes a big thing. And it's not worth it. Amen. Because the devil is tricking somebody. Amen. So you don't allow offenses. This is one way that we govern ourselves as mature Christians. Amen. 
Now, now, insecure, petty Christians who are not mature hold on to offenses. Amen. It's not necessary uh, that offenses come to show us. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is what. Let's go to Matthew 24. Hallelujah. Offenses come to show us what's in our heart, the conditions of our hearts. That's deep. Amen, sister. The Bible says it's the sign of the times. Haven't you noticed it's happening a little bit more, a little bit more? People are leaving churches every day. And trust me, it ain't just your church. It's everywhere because of the signs of the time. It's the signs of the time for people to be offended. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says it's the signs of the time. And let me tell you, offenses cause betrayal. Seen it, seen it happen. People get offended, people leave, and then people start stabbing you in the back after everything you've done for them. Amen. It causes betrayal. And that's why it's bad to let offenses fester in your heart. Amen. You might as well get a pitchfork and walk in some horns. Because that's what the devil's going to reduce you to if you don't get your heart right by people. Amen. Just saying. Amen. Now, do y'all know what to preach? If you see it, hit it. Y'all got it? Don't be afraid. I'm telling you. Because you're going to need this before the week is out. I'm telling you. Amen. Matthew 24:10. It says, And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. And then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. See, People have to be in a, I want something new, you know, been offended, mad, looking for something. They don't know what they're looking for. They're just mad. And you know what? People start listening to the wrong thing. And it says right here. That's why it says, and then the false prophets will come. That's verse 11. Verse 10 said, and many will be offended and betray one another, will hate one another. Then they start listening to anything because anything different sounds better than truth. Hallelujah. Amen. And in verse 12 says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Hallelujah. And see, really, when you get offended, you're really mad at yourself and mad at God. Just put labels on it. But, verse 14, well, 13 says, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Endure to the end. Yeah, hold your ground in conflict. Don't move. Don't let it bug you. Amen. Hold out under stress and stand firm during all of this insanity. Well, why do I have to do that? Because some people get weak on the inside and let the devil use them so what you gonna do join them amen you hold out that's why it says that in verse 13 but he who endures to the end shall be saved hallelujah hold up under stress and stand firm and preserve preserve yourself under pressure are y'all here today amen Hallelujah.
people get offended and leave churches because they don't like your blessing. Amen. This ain't everybody. I'm just a majority. Amen. Make that little thing stop saying, it ain't me. This may be for you, for somebody else. This is just what God told me to preach. And I know it's truth because I'm reading the word. So it's truth. So you you let it work for you if it's for you because it pops up. We all need this. Amen. See, this is how the devil divides churches, offenses. This is how what he uses every time. He don't change his methods because he ain't that smart. He used the same old goofy stuff until he finally wears somebody down. That's why 13 says, he who endures to the end shall be saved. But if you want to let all your work, your years of standing go down the drain for one feeling. See, when you, you, when you have an offense on the inside, of you feel justified because you feel like you have a right to feel how you feel. But if you think about it, that feeling has no... It it has no foundation under it. It's just a feeling. And you can't allow your life to change because of a feeling. Because we are responsible for how we feel. We're responsible for how we think. I'm telling you, people need to preach this day because, see, it's the end times. And people are getting offended over nothing. And some some offenses are justified, but you still got to know what to do with that energy. Amen. If you're mature, immaturity ain't going to never handle offenses the right way. Because immature, let me tell you why, immaturity hates correction. Immature people don't receive correction. That's immaturity that's on the inside of you. You don't. You don't receive correction. You get mad, and and you're, you add that to your, what's that, the people who are defending themselves in court. The, you add that to your defense phase. <laughs> you add that to your defense. You put that in your folder, and you feel like you have some, what is it that you, you get when you? Evidence. So you put that over in your thing and think, I'm going to whip that on them. You think you really have something substantial when you have nothing. Amen. See, all of this is perpetuated out of anger. And, her, and it's not a sin to be angry. I'm not telling It's not. And the Bible says offenses will come. But when they do, we have to know how to govern what's going on within us. So all I'm trying to get you to do is to understand this. Because I get offended a lot. But I, I can't hold on to that stuff and, and be real. We can be fake. There's a lot of fake people, but that wears them down. Fake people. They get worn down all the time. You know, <laughs> it's like on a timer. That's, that'll wear you out. You got to learn how to operate from what's on the inside of you amen it's just good to understand people and where they're coming from especially in this time where people are uh moving away from the faith and and confront them some things need to be confronted amen hallelujah
Jealousy is another reason. Jealousy that jealous of how God is prospering somebody. So you got to understand how God works. Listen, God will prosper somebody purposely to make you jealous, to make you get up off your butt and use your faith. Got to understand these things. Amen. He'll leave the 99 and go after the one that's lost and confused. And if it takes jealousy, whatever. He'll use that so that you will get yourself in gear. And, and this, is, this is when we first started this ministry. I knew there was something Barb had. Didn't you know that? I said, she got something I need. And I studied it. I followed her. That's what we did, the three of us. Because I knew she had something I needed. I didn't get jealous of it. I wanted it. Amen. And I got it. <laughs> Just telling you. But see, it could have easily, I could have easily, we, the three of us, could have easily allowed it to be an offense. But you, but you can have what you see. You just got to know how. You got to go about getting it the right way. Amen? That's what I'm saying. And so the same thing. When God blesses somebody, he's trying to get you to work your faith to, to, for you to see that it is possible for you. But what we do is we take it the wrong way and we shut down and say, huh, well, what did I do wrong? You didn't do nothing wrong. God is still teaching you. Amen. And so we have to allow ourselves to be taught. Hallelujah. We can't shut down. Just can't do that. Amen. Some people get jealous of the anointing. It, they, people didn't put it on themselves. Don't be mad at me. I didn't ask for it. Amen. Some people get mad about the victory in your life. It looks so easy. It ain't easy. I got to do everything you do and then everything and then some. That's what we all have to do. Y'all follow me? (laughs) When we mess up, oh, my goodness. You know, snot and tears. Y'all here today? Amen. People get offended over the word. I don't like what she preaching. I ain't here for you. Here for God. Y'all got that? Amen. Because some of this stuff is, is hitting me in my head real hard. See, that's what people don't get. Now, there's such things some preachers preach at the people because they think they've arrived. That ain't how this thing works. It, ain't, it don't work like that. I'm just going to tell y'all. It don't work like that. They need to receive it first, but they don't. They're, he- they're here. Everybody else is here. Honey, this word is a two-edged sword. What happened to the two-edged sword? Shh. 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 It's supposed to hit everybody. Amen. Nobody better than nobody. Amen. Hallelujah. What's the answer to release offenses? Recognize when you be mature enough to recognize that you are in an offense and forgive it. In other words, release it. Let it go. 
How do you let it go? By being transformed in your mind and in your heart. See, your mind got to be transformed for your heart to, to be changed. Amen. Your heart pumps life to your whole body. It's the life source. When your heart gets in a, an offense, you're in trouble. You really are. You got to work your way out of this thing. Not saying you don't have cause for it. That, that ain't what we talk about. We talking about how to get out of it so that you'll live. Use the word and live. We need to be changed into the image of God or be transformed. Because we all need correction. Correction brings direction and perfection. But woe to those that don't receive correction. Amen. Just like your kids. When they don't listen to you, pop them upside the head after so many times. If you don't, you ought to. Amen. Those who love, love covers a multitude of sin. So you love. Amen. But you have to receive correction. Does it hurt? Yeah. Don't feel good. Don't feel good to nobody. But do you receive it? Yes. Why? Because you're mature. Maturity receives. Immature people never. Because they already think they have the answer. I don't, I don't need that. They up here with most of the preachers. I'm up here. I don't need that. Amen. Y'all get where I'm going. Amen. You know, the church want a fresh word. Want to hear from heaven. And I do too. But they don't want correction. Well, we don't, we ain't asked for all that because who she thinks she is. See, there goes that offense. Who I think I am? Called by God. Amen. To do a work just like you. Doing it to the best of my ability. Doing the best I know how. Amen. But you can't hate correction. And you can't, you can't get hold anger in your heart. Can't do it. Got to release it. You got to learn how to release offenses. In other words, you got to take them people off the chain gang or off a death row. <laughs> Let them off. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if this is different than when somebody will do something to you, like maybe they steal from you or steal your car, and you ain't supposed to be laughing and be happy about it. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about something that you get offended that that other person don't even know you're offended because it's one-sided. That's why they don't know. You've gotten offended and angry about a situation, and that ain't none of your business. All you need to do is govern you. I have to govern me. Amen. And when offenses come, we take it through the process that the Bible tells us to take it. It says to release offenses. In other words, let that person go free because they're not guilty. They're not guilty. Well, that didn't go over well, but they're not guilty. They're just guilty in your mind. Amen. Lord, let that marinate. Well, they did. They said this and they said they ain't said nothing. And even if they did, where's your forgiveness? 
Amen. Love covers a multitude of sin, remember? Remember him, love? (laughs) See, that's why faith don't work. See, I'm not, we're not pleading for another person. We're pleading for ourselves. This is for us. Amen. Because the bottom line is don't nobody really care. And life goes on. But that's not a nice thing for a preacher to say. (laughs) So I'm trying to tell you what thus saith the Lord. Release the person. Amen. James 3. Let's go there. Hallelujah. (laughs) I know. James 3, verse 2. It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in work, did I do the right thing? Yeah, James 3, 2. Uh, It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, He is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Amen. I want to read that in the... You got the Amplified? I mean, I'm not preaching a perfect life because none of us are. We know that. Hallelujah. James 3, 2 in the Amplified. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. So we offend. See, we can offend people without knowing it. And that's my preach. That's why I'm here today. To tell you that this thing is one-sided. Y'all following me? Amen. Because we offend people and we don't even know we do it. Sometimes we do because of maliciousness. But most of the time we don't. Amen. It's one-sided. It's in your thinking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, how would you not understand if you don't get taught? Amen. Amen. It says here, uh, we offend in speech. It's like you say something and people can take it the wrong way and you didn't mean it like that. Or sometimes we say the wrong thing. Some of us say it all the time, always running our mouths, saying wrong stuff. But you want to be forgiven. Amen. 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 Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. But then, you know, people who do that, they're the, oh, wounded. Can't take it. Dish it out. Can't take it. Amen. Amen. So anyone does not offend, and if anyone does not offend in speech, never say anything wrong. He is a fully developed uh, character. Is that character? And a perfect man, able to control his whole body and and to curb his entire nature. If we set bits in the horse's mouth to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies around. Likewise, look at the ships. Uh, Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder uh, wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Even so is the tongue a little member, uh, and it can boast of great things. See how much wood 
or how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze. And the, and the tongue is a fire. So in other words, this is talking about offending with your mouth. Amen. So we all need to watch that because we all can do that. Amen. And so, the, and it's the same rules. Let people out of jail. Be, be govern your, yourself. Learn to govern yourself. Amen. We're talking about these offenses that's in your head that you think you have a right to feel. Amen. Amen. Christians who get offended and get hardness of heart because they don't like, most of them don't like correction, but it's still immaturity. I've already talked about that. And immaturity gets offended when corrected because they don't want responsibility. Well, it sure is quiet in this Presbyterian church, but it's still true. See, we don't like responsibility for wrong decisions and wrong actions. See, this is what I'm saying. When we get offended, we don't like to, uh, we don't like correction of it because then we have to take responsibility and we got to look at us. Amen. So what we do is try to hold somebody else in court because the first thing come to their mind, but you said and but you did. And that may be true, but they don't have to receive it like that. We don't have to. As Christians, uh, people in the world do it all the time. Always offended. And they don't. See, but we know better. And so what we do is learn to minister to them. Amen. And tell them, uh-uh, that's you. And let me tell you why that's you. You understand. But it's good to know these things because how can you ever settle the dispute if you don't understand the truth according to the Bible? You have to know the truth according to the Word of God. And so we have to learn how to take responsibility for every offense that we have because it can come quick and it can leave as quick as it comes. Amen. It depends on how we handle it on the inside of our hearts. Amen. And see, this is how people get up in people's faces, start fighting. Somebody has to know how to uh, pour water on the fire. Can I say that? Or settle a dispute not being um, partial to one side. You understand what I'm saying? We got to know the truth according to the word of God. Amen. Now, if we don't, if we refuse to be responsible, and let me tell you what, when, when now I'm talking about mostly Christians, because the world ain't going to be responsible. But Christians, when we refuse to be responsible, we keep wanting to point, that's a double-minded person. Think about it. Double-mindedness. Amen. See, when we get offended over somebody's action or something said and it wasn't intended, or when somebody says something on purpose and we hold on to it and we don't want to release it, we become double-minded. Amen? Because now you're believing that you're right and you're believing the Word of God too. 
can't can't do both because the word of god is exact and straight and it says forgive amen and it says if you're double-minded you can't receive nothing from god but see people don't understand that part and see that's why when we see something or we don't understand why god is blessing somebody and it looks unfair and then we we take a certain attitude toward it or something somebody says or something somebody does and we take a certain attitude towards it we become double-minded and that's why nothing that we do is working over here is that making sense that's what causes it so when when we refuse to do what the bible tells us to do take responsibility for an offense whether it's whether it has validity or not let people out of jail and keep moving when we refuse to do that we become double-minded well i'm gonna have to give you a scripture amen i don't believe that it's true uh let's go to did we do james four uh we did james three let's go james four verse eight Okay, we become double-minded. James 4.8. Now, I think... Verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, he's telling you what to do, right? Submit to God when you find yourself in an offense. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Draw near to god and he will draw near to you that's the only way you can settle a dispute an offense in your heart is drawn i don't care if they did cause it this is how you get rid of it see we're not talking about guilty or innocent here are y'all here today everybody going to sleep well i don't want to hear this because it sounds like you pointing the finger well it ain't but so many people in here i don't know where i'm gonna look <laughs> Where y'all want me to look at the wall? <laughs> Woo! But we're going to need this. You need it. Amen. Submit to God. Therefore, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It didn't say flee from the other person, did it? And then eight, draw near to God and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands. Mm-mm. You sinners. Because that's sin. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. See? People whose hearts are hardened or is harboring an offense, double-minded. That's why the Bible called them. James says, (laughs) cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So double-minded people need to purify their hearts in other words they need to change what's in their hearts lament and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom and humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he will lift you up in other words go to god when your heart gets in trouble like that amen 
Some people uh, have uh, double-mindedness or offenses because they're never happy with who they are. Always trying to be somebody else. Watch for that. Amen. See, this is how you learn. You've got to notice stuff. Because, see, you can't be telling people, well, it's okay. It ain't okay. You tell them you've got to cleanse your heart. You've got to stand before Almighty God. Wherever God assigns you is where you will be permanently prospering. So don't be double-minded. You can't be a, a God-pleaser if you're a distraction. See, double-mindedness is a distraction. It's a distraction. Amen. Something else has taken over your attention. That's how people become double-minded. And it gets in your heart. And where's that scripture? Verse 8. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. Let me repent and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You got to purify your hearts and let people off the judgment chair. Amen. Didn't say they deserve it because it's like, well, what about what they did? Don't matter. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Amen. Heap coals. By love, walking in love. I'm telling you. Amen. Because see, offenses get set up in your heart. Purify your hearts. James 4, 8 says, You double-minded man and draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. James 1. Let's go back. James 1, 7. And it says, for let not that man suppose, okay, let's go back up to verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So you see why now? Your faith don't work when you, when you allow. Okay, let's start back from the beginning. If you see somebody prosper, say, for instance, a new house, new car, whatever it is, and that offense gets set up in your heart because you say, God, I've been doing right. You know, I've been doing, you know, we all have been there. And uh, they acting like they don't know who I am. That's okay. And then... We become double-minded because it sets up an altar in our hearts. And then we start moving further and further away from the blessing. Now you know why. Because a double-minded man can't get nothing from God. Because when you have an offense in your heart, and sometimes we don't know it's there. See, that's why we need to learn these things. Because I have been through this stuff. And I'm like, well, why ain't my faith moving? Because of an offense that I did not know was there. Amen. See, so that's why I keep saying I'm not talking about being angry and mad, wanting to fight somebody. I'm, not, I'm just talking about an altar in your heart. Y'all here today? Amen. This is how to keep the money moving, the blessings moving. Amen. Keep it coming in. And when sometimes when you... you uh, you 
are part of an offense or you allow an offense, not knowing it'll stop the flow. And you become double-minded because your mind is on God, but it's on what you think somebody did or what you think you ought to have or where you think. See, it's the same thing when the devil try to put persecution or conviction on you when not conviction condemnation on you when you mess up same thing offense comes you ever been like that and you just be mad at everybody that's an offense that's what i'm trying to talk maybe i should have said that earlier or you know how it is when we mess up and you don't know where to go and you get embarrassed the devil makes an you get offended there's an offense because you get angry at everybody see when we get angry at ourselves we it's that you at anybody that comes within the confines am i right you don't want to be bothered because you think either somebody's talking about you see the devil sets you up for the kill he ain't right so what we have to do is be smart. You know, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you got knowledge, you got it all. You got it all. Because you can figure these things out. You know what to repent of. You know what not to repent of. You know what snare not to walk in. See, offenses, that's a snare. He coming for your lunch, your dinner, and you. Because he's setting you up and opening up that door. So let it go. You have to let offenses go. Or go to that person if it's a person involved and they offended you. And go to them and say, you offended me. That's what I do. You offended me. And, and I didn't like how I felt. I'm not saying you all wrong. I played into it. But you offended me. And you go to that person with a right attitude and give them a, 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 an, an opportunity to respond to what you said and if you don't feel like you could do it you go to the elders that's what you do with them because oh i forgave her a long time ago i don't think so because you won't even treat her right you understand what and so you have to do these you got to follow the bible you got to do what the bible tell you to do amen yeah you you can't do this stuff on your own you you have to do what the bible says to do amen and so you have to confront these things. And really what you're doing is you're kicking the devils behind when you let these offenses go. But immaturity, double-minded people, they are not going to, they won't do this. Because they think, you know, it's crazy. But they think they're letting somebody off the hook when didn't nobody do nothing. <laughs> people are just doing what they do. You understand what I'm saying? So forgiveness always releases offenses. It's a struggle, but you can do it. Because if you couldn't do it, this stuff wouldn't be in the Bible. Are people wrong sometimes if another person is involved? Yes, they're wrong. But what are you going to do about it? You're going to forgive them and release them out of prison, the prison that you got them in. So you can get out of your cell. It's a two-way street. See, they didn't get that one, but 
I'll leave it out there. Amen. Forgiveness and maturity goes hand in hand. Amen. If you keep offenses, you cause resentment, bitterness, sickness comes. More poverty. Amen. It takes faith to forgive someone of an offense because you ain't reaching out to them. You're reaching out to God. Amen. And these people, this is the thing. When you, if you think about the situation, just examine it. If anybody has ever been in an offense, and that's all of us, if there's a person involved, don't that person act like they don't know nothing going on? They going on with their life. See, that's what I'm saying. So that's why we need to release them. It's for us. It ain't for them because they don't care. Because they're not, they're not in with God. You know what I'm saying? So you holding yourself in prison. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if this offense, the type of offenses that to me is the most dangerous, is the ones that nobody else is on the other end of it. It's all you. Because somebody didn't respond the way you think they should have, or somebody didn't look at you the right way, or somebody didn't do something for you. It's all about you. You're you're your idol. That's why it's so dangerous. Amen? And so you have to release this person because they ain't got nothing to do with what's going on in you. It's all you. That didn't go over well, but think, think about it. Amen. Give it a little thought. But where other people are involved, you know how to just let them go free. Let them go free and let God catch up with them. (laughs) Amen. So offenses have more to do with our thinking than anything else, than your actions. Amen. Amen. Usually in an offense, there's been no... uh, (laughs) let me think what was i gonna say Uh, usually with offenses there's been no actions y'all understand that no action so whatever causes us to carry an offense get rid of it and this is what jesus taught let's go to matthew 18 i'm almost done i know it's time to go Matthew 18. This is what Jesus taught. This ain't something I went home and thought up. Because I can preach about how good God is a good God. And and everybody be, ooh, preach, priest. Ooh, preach. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Matthew 18, 7. And it says, woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses come, I'm sorry, for offenses must come. Y'all see what I'm saying? I didn't get that off the top of my head. But woe to that man by whom the offenses come. Are y'all here? That means if you caused it and you play into it, the Bible, and this is Jesus talking, he said, woe to you. Maybe they'll listen now. Oh, okay. Okay, it's, it's legit. Okay. Well, I'm, this is my last scripture. <laughs> About time. <laughs> I'm almost done. 
Oh, well, she, she's talking Bible now. Okay. Hallelujah. Verse 8. And if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. This is how important carrying offenses is to God. That he allowed his son Jesus to preach it and tell you to cut a member of your body off if it's causing offense. Are y'all here today? Maybe now y'all are giving y'all undivided attention. Well, who's she talking about? I'm trying to preach the word. I should have opened with this line. (laughs) Hallelujah. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. So in other words, offenses will cause you to stay alone. It's very important. And this is why God is bringing this up. Why is he doing it now? This is the year to believer. It's your responsibility to get yourself straight with God. He's trusting us to do it. He's trusting us to do it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So if a hand or a foot is causing you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. Verse 9 says, and if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If that's the, the reason you seeing everything and getting pissed, cut, cut, pluck your eye out. That's what he's saying. Amen. And when he says your feet, if it's causing you to sin, if you, it's, your feet taking you where you shouldn't go, then you going home and thinking about it and then getting offended. Because you shouldn't have been there. Cut it off. Amen. I'll do verse 9 again. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell's fire. Amen. And then this is one thing I, 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 it says here. And take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. It says, for the Son of Man has come to save that which is lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go after the one? Amen. Goes to the mountains to seek the sheep that's gone astray. I said that earlier. Y'all here today. And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over than sheep, than more over that sheep. Over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of his little ones should perish. Now let me tell you what God is saying here. When people are newly born again, don't tr- take advantage of them. Try to, You know, sometimes because we've been saved for 40 years, we try to take people under our wings. And control them because it makes us feel like we matter. 
And, and the devil will tell you that's your ministry, to take people under your wing. It's called pride. And this is what Jesus says on that note. Amen. He says, don't hurt them. Even those who were new and go astray, don't hurt them. Speak life. Encourage them to get back where they belong. Amen. But see, we got people that go looking for people who's backslidden so they can come and join my gang. That's what people do. Christians. And we haven't seen them do it. And that's what he's talking about. The ones that leave the bunch, don't mess with them. If you don't have a good word to say to them, leave them alone. Amen. Amen, sister. Praise God. He says, because those are his. And he don't play that. Amen. Putting more discouragement on them. Amen. We're a body. We're a church. And joint heirs with Christ. We're joint heirs with Christ Jesus. So everything that we do affects him and affects the church. Amen. And offenses affect the church. Amen. Get rid of offenses. Romans 4.25 says Jesus was delivered up because of our offenses. Now what that mean? <laughs> that we've been justified, raised up, justified. So in other words, God has already did all the foundation that laid the work for you to get rid of them offenses. All you got to do is recognize them and don't keep pushing it off on somebody else. What they said, and they did this, and they, it don't matter. Amen? I'm talking about if you get offended and, and it's not another person involved, or if it is another person involved, it's our responsibility to get rid of that. And God has already laid the foundation work for us to get rid of it. In Romans 4, Romans 4.25. Because offenses is a snare. And it will cause us to be put in a pit of darkness. We just read that. And so Jesus has laid the foundation. Okay, let's go to Romans 4. I still think there's a little bit of confusion. Romans 4.25. Let's start at. Uh, verse 20 and it talks about Abraham it says he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief see this all starts from double mindedness that's what this is talking about it all uh, offenses start from being double minded he did not waver or stagger at the promises of God through unbelief doubt and, doubt and unbelief being is being double-minded but was strengthened in faith giving glory to god and being fully persuaded or fully convinced or fully reminded that what he had promised talking about god he was also able to perform amen and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness now 
it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses. In other words, he died, he went to Calvary, died for our sins, he was delivered up, raised up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. So in other words, God has already made a way for us to get rid of them offenses because Jesus already took the punishment. Just like our sins. Hallelujah. Amen. So all you have to do is confess them. Be big enough to take responsibility if you are mature enough. Because uh, people who don't want to be responsible, it's like, yeah, I'm offended. I'm offended, God, and I'm sorry. I shouldn't feel this way, but I I feel offense. I felt like something was personally done to me. And if you could help me with this and get rid help me get rid of this offense, Jesus says you're justified. And when you do this, it's accounted to you as righteousness. And you're doing the bigger thing, but you're doing it for you. You're doing it because not to let another. It's not about them. People don't have nothing to do with this. Amen. It's about you. Because, see, the way offenses come in, they come through our thinking. Amen. Amen. They come through our thinking. Because this is why, have you noticed, people who offend us don't ever come back and say, I'm sorry. Until a long, long time, until the Holy Spirit put conviction on them, they ain't coming. Because it don't have nothing to do with them. This is about us. Are y'all here? That's when other people are involved. And then some, because of jealousy and, and just because of your eyes that you don't pluck out. <laughs> None of us do. But when your eyes get you into an offense... The, devil, the, the Bible says pluck it out or deal with that thing. You got to know. You got to know where this stuff is coming from. You have to know. I'm, let me give you an example. I'm sick of being the bridesmaid. I've been the bridesmaid three times. I want to be the bride. Amen. See what I'm saying? See, that could cause an offense on the inside of us. And who wouldn't be? Y'all understand what I'm saying? So this doesn't. You, what you going to do, be mad and kill all the brides? You understand what I'm saying? See, it don't have nothing to do with them. This is all what's on the inside of us. You know, it's do, I'm do my time. It, this is my time. And see what that's on the inside of us. Nobody else is involved. This is you. And so we have to know how to unload that stuff. Yeah, unload. It's scriptural to unload it, and it's okay. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Because Jesus, when he rolls up, he rolls up for our offenses. He's already taken care of it. But all we have to do is be mature enough to take responsibility. And when we don't, because we still want to keep people in jail, that's immaturity. And you'll know if that's the case. See, God is all in sharing with his people in this day and time. You'll know if that's the case because you don't want to receive the correction. 
And if that's on the inside of you, you know it's you. Hello? And you do what you need to do for you. Amen? Because you ain't letting nobody off the hook. Honey, God knows your situation, and he knows what people are doing. And trust me, all you need to do is pray and believe. When you pray, you receive. God heard you, and you look for the change. Expect the change. Amen? So God does forgive and help offenses. But there must be a transformation. What is he after? He's after your heart. He's after your heart. And when you allow your heart to get fixed, then you'll see the blessings pouring in because your heart is the source of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let me let y'all go. (laughs) Father, we thank you for your word. We love you, Lord, and we bless you. We lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for delivering us up. Thank you, Father. Thank you for dying for our sins. Thank you, Lord, when we don't even think right. You still love us. You still use us. Father, you don't take your your glory away from us. You don't take your anointing away from us. You just keep loving us until that time, until it's time for us to deal with it. And we thank you, Father. We, We just confess of offenses right now, Lord, and we let them go in the name of Jesus. Now, Satan, we break your hold over our minds in Jesus' name. We break it right now. And, Father, we release offenses, Father. We release them to you, O God. And we thank you for a clear mind and a healthy heart, a heart that's fixed back towards you, a heart that loves you. And, Lord, if there's somebody else in the situation of our offense because we feel justified, Lord, we're letting them out of jail. We release them and let them go free. We forgive them. For us, Lord, we're doing it because you told us to. We're doing it because we love you. And we don't want to have an open door for Satan to get in. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We love you. If there's anybody that needs prayer, you can come up before we leave. Hallelujah.